Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Hello, hello, and welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. On this week's episode, I have a very, very special guest. My mom, Sherry. Yep, you heard right. My mom. I get to ask my mom any question I want. And being in an interview kind of setting really, really works magic. My mom and I talk about our family history of addiction, and I actually get my mom's point of view on addiction and having three children with issues. I have to say, this by far has been my favorite episode of the podcast, personally and professionally. My mom is a rock star in this episode. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hi, mom. Hi, Jessica. How are you? (laughs) Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, honey. <laughs> this is kind of a different little role for us. <laughs> I know. I know. Being interviewed by my baby. <laughs> so, mom, I just wanted to kind of, you've listened to my podcast and stuff, and I wanted yeah. to get your your point of view and your experience on what it's like, you know, kind of being in in the background and being, you know, a mom of someone who is dealing with addiction and Mm -hmm. dealing with, um, situations. Okay. Well, (laughs) no pressure. Um, so I wanted to ask you, you know, like going, going back in our family, what has been our like family history with addiction? Okay. My dad's brother, his younger mm-hmm. brother, he was addicted. He had a real drug problem. And what we were told when I was younger was that he had a bad breakup with his girlfriend and that's what turned him to doing drugs. But he did really, really heavy drugs. I think it was heroin. Uh, I, I think he did cocaine. It wasn't, it wasn't just your occasional smoking a joint. He was, it, it yeah. ruined his life. It absolutely ruined his life to the point that he was on the streets. Um, he ruined his family's life with his communication with my dad was how they communicated was my uncle would come over and maybe cut his lawn and my dad would give him 10 or 20 bucks just to help to support him. But he was living on disability. He couldn't work. But as far as, um, any drugs, pretty much that was, that was the only addiction in our family at that, that I knew of. Right. But, um, 
but it was, it was bad. It was very, very bad. It was, it was a really bad situation that it was, okay, do we want to have Roddy over for dinner? Because it's going to upset the whole family. It was a huge dynamic in the family. Did you want to have a good Christmas dinner or did you want to have something where you're kind of just not easy? Everybody's uncomfortable at at how he's going to act. You never know what's going to happen. So you know, right. there's two sides of it. So, which was really sad, but, but anyway, yeah, that was, yeah, that was my first introduction to drugs. Yeah. I, I never, yeah. as a, as a young person, I smoked, uh, maybe a little bit of pot. That's it. And yeah. very, very little. I think more mine was pretending that I smoked pot to try and be cool. But never did I ever have an addiction. Never had an addiction to it all. Same with alcohol. No, yeah. it just didn't agree with me. Yeah, but um, yeah, and I like I don't I don't recall you know you being you or dad being crazy drinkers or like partiers or like druggy people at all. No, no, mm-hmm. God. I mean, I would go out like I am such a bad drinker. I would have one or two drinks. I would love the world. You're all my best friend. And then it's mm-hmm. uh, to bed. Like I just couldn't handle, couldn't handle alcohol. Like literally one or two drinks and then that's it for me. The night's over. So no, I, <laughs> and I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy the uh, feeling the next day of ruining the next day of being hung over. I just don't even get how people do that now. I guess maybe because I'm older, obviously. But, um, yeah, no, that never agreed with me. I like getting up in the morning and, and accomplishing something the next day. So, but everybody's yeah. different. Everybody's different. So, right. But, um, yeah. Getting back to Uncle Roddy, do you remember, like, I know you used to like tell me about times when you guys were kids and playing uh-huh. in, the, in your cars and stuff. Do you remember oh, yeah. the exact time when he switched? Like when he went from being uh, like, your putty and pal to, oh, there's Uncle Roddy, the druggie. Or yeah, see, I lost kind of, I lost kind of time with him because that's when we were kids. Like we were 10 yeah. years old, 11 years old. And then there was a gap. And then he became, I did see him when he was in his 20s. And I do remember him coming over to my parents' house and having that girlfriend. And then I do remember yeah. him breaking up with her. But then there was a gap. But I remember driving along the street and there was a crosswalk and I was with a bunch of girlfriends from my work in my car. And this guy came in front of my car and he leaned on my hood of my car and he's like, hey, how are you? How are you? At that time, I had a beautiful little red BMW convertible. And so Uh he saw this car standing out and then I guess he saw me and it was Roddy, my uncle. And he's like, hey, how are you? And I tell you, honestly, I was so embarrassed. I literally pretended that I didn't know who this person was. And this was my own family member. And I I honestly felt bad about that. But I just couldn't go, hey, how are you? Right in front of my friends. I just couldn't do it. I mean, it's bad, but I just couldn't do it. Right. But um, yeah, but we lost touch with him. He, I knew he was always in newest minster. And that was at the time when I was raising my family and my dad basically took care of him. He was basically supporting him, giving him 10 or 20 bucks every once in a while to buy cigarettes uh, because right. you can't live off a disability. It's, it's terrible. 
And then my, I can remember my mom kind of getting upset. Oh, you shouldn't give him money. He should be out working. Well, he can't focus on a job because he's so high. So yeah, yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know. It's 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 hard. Do you but remember anyway, like yeah, so that's, anyone? Sorry, do you remember anyone trying to talk to him or like get him help? Well, uh, I do remember he did go into rehab, and I okay. do remember that being. Uh, he, I, I can't remember if he was in one or two times, but that was my biggest argument, I guess, when he did go into rehab, because I would always say, well, that's fine. You can take him out of his situation and put him right. into rehab for one to three months. And then yeah. he's great. He's flourishing. He's good. Maybe he stopped doing drugs. He doesn't have that uh, carrot hanging in front of his head. But then you, he leaves rehab, he goes back to his dismal, dirty apartment, and nothing has changed, except right. that he's lost three months of his life. So he's still living back and whatever put him in that rehab. So there's nothing that's changed. There's no schooling. There's no uh, courses that he could take to better himself, something to ch to occupy his mind. There's nothing. So that's my problem with rehab. They don't it's, there's no aftercare for people right, right, when right. they go through that. But that's so, so again, he's back doing drugs and I could just remember him. Hey, Sherry, how you doing? Hi, sweetie. Hey, Sherry, baby. Like he was yeah. just, you know, it was just so sad. It was, he was just a sweetheart, but the drugs got the best of him and. There was no yeah. turning back. He had no, he had no, no real guidance except from my dad. And my dad was older and my dad had no idea, no idea, no yeah. education about drugs. I mean, it was, it was all new. Like nobody had any idea. So, and I, you mm -hmm. know, I don't blame my dad. So he, anyway, yeah, if he had more education on it, maybe he could have helped his brother. But my uncle died really at a really young, young age. I can't remember how he, how old he was. I think it was in his forties, late forties that he died. Yeah. Uncle Roddy was, was only 40. Yeah. Well, early forties, mid forties, I think when he died. Yeah. Oh my he was God. pretty young. He looked. Yeah. But he looked like 65, 70. Easy. That's what it does to you. That's what it, yeah. I guess that's wow. what the drugs do to you. Ages you. Yeah. 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 Like I remember, I remember thinking, I'm like, Oh my God, I think he's older than grandpa. And grandpa was like no, pushing he... like 70. Yeah. Oh my God. Just no, he was just a couple of years older than me. And I don't even know how that wow. whole thing went around. My mom and my grandma were close pregnant. You know, it was, but my mom was yeah. only 18 when she got pregnant. And I think my grandma was really young. So that's how we're going to keep that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's, but he was a character. He was a, he was a good yeah. boy. Just a really terrible thing that happened to him. And I think the whole being, uh, with older parents. So he had no guidance too. all of that all played, played in with it. So, yeah. Right. He, he just didn't have any help. So he had no choice, no chance. But that's what it is. People yeah. need help. People need uh, somebody just taking the time to help them, even if it's just a little bit, just somebody to show that they care. But, yeah, a little yeah. attention goes a long way, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I remember, I remember on 
like Thanksgiving or like Christmas or something, like Uncle Roddy oh. came over and he was always so funny. Like you never knew what he was going to say, but he was always yeah. really funny. And then we're sitting at, at dinner, everyone's around the table and we look over and Roddy's like passed out and has mashed potatoes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just yeah. He gone. had a- he had a very dry sense of humor, which was, um, yeah. yeah. Hey, Cher, how you doing? Yeah. But it was just, you can't even describe it. It was a very dry sense of humor. Yeah. But no, he was it funny like when he was, he was a kid. Yeah. It wasn't like he was like, I don't know, when you kind of think of like people like who are homeless or drug addicts or on the street, like you kind of think they're like, you know, weird and maybe possibly violent or could be harmful to you. But he was like oh. the sweetest guy. Like, I don't think he would ever yeah. hurt anyone. No. He, he was like my dad, my dad and my, all of my dad's brothers, they are angels, sweeter than sweet. But no, yeah. they have the, my dad had the biggest, biggest heart. I can remember getting in arguments with my dad. And one day I said, fuck. I said the F-bomb. <laughs> and I thought that yeah. was the end of the world. So I ran up to my room because I thought, you know, it was, we were going to have a little come to Jesus meeting. But no, yeah. my dad came up to my room after and he said, sweetie, I love you. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And oh my God, he just made it so easy, of course, to just go, oh, dad, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that and explain what happened. My dad was the best. He yeah. was the best. Never held a grudge. But anyway, we're probably yeah. getting off topic here. No, yeah, no, he no. He's no, a good man. Like, it just goes to prove maybe grandpa and his brothers and like Roddy were just more emotional than most guys. Oh, yeah. Very, very emotional. No, my you know, dad, it, my dad would, would look at you and he would probably be thinking happy thoughts and he'd have tears in his eyes. Totally. Yeah. Oh yeah, my dad was a crier. I yeah. love you. I love you. Yeah. No. When I when oh, I got God. married to Reed, when Reed and I got married, all of a sudden the wedding ceremony was over, and my dad yells out, "He's a great guy!" Like, <laughs> in his eyes, with, you know, frog in his throat, and everybody's kind of looking around. Okay, Jack. Like you know, he's just. He just lets it all out there. He just lays it on the line. He was a good man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, never was afraid to, never was afraid to show you how he felt, which is good, which is great. Totally. Maybe more people should do that. Maybe more people should do that and people wouldn't be so angry then. I don't know. But, yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So okay. So, Roddy. yeah. So Uncle Roddy, so you and dad never had any addiction issues i mean i know dad likes his wine but that's i think that came with age yeah (laughs) Yeah, definitely so let's talk about like me and the boys taylor and bobby yeah so Uh you know i have two younger brothers i'm the oldest sister and you know we each have our individual issues you know with Bobby and Taylor and myself. Yeah. I think all uh-huh. kind of varying degrees of addiction, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, but similar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think the boys are similar. It's, uh, it's as a parent, you want to know how it is as a parent. 
absolutely yeah. terrifying, terrifying, because I don't know, I don't know what the day, and especially with you being so far away from home, I can't, right. uh, what, and I've told you this before, if I could, if I could have all three of you all bathed in your jammies and put into bed reading your story, I would keep it like that forever. I wouldn't have yeah. to worry. But now I don't know. I don't know what the day is going to bring with uh, one of your brothers, like with having happened, what happened with his overdose. Yeah. I, it's, it's a daily struggle for me. And I don't know if, uh, if, if you want to know the, the mother's emotional end of it emotionally, yeah. uh, like, or do you want to know the other end, what you live with each day, like, like getting up. And when I, I see him, I, uh, it's like a scanner. I go over him and I see that everything is right. The way he talks, the way he right. walks, and then maybe he'll go out. And if I have any inkling that there's something the matter, it's the full swoop in the bedroom, like a drawer, full on drawer search, flip up the mattress, trying to find anything because this is what it's driven me to. Like right. absolutely driven me to that. But as far as all three of you, it's, I, I worry. I worry. I, with you being away, I can't mm -hmm. monitor you. If you maybe have a dark day, like if you, if something I, when I talk to you, if I think that something's the matter, like you're not having a good day, I worry. I worry, but I can't be there to go, Hey, Jess, and annoy you and, and maybe pull you out of whatever I think might bother you. But right. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. It's just... As a parent, you're worrying. I mean, what do they say? You're only as happy as your saddest child. Like you're only they do? as happy, yeah, as your saddest child. So your child that is the saddest—that's how happy you are, because you go, you go on their gauge, on your kid's gauge. Like that's how a parent okay. does it. If you have a, if you have a child that's sad and depressed and stuff, well, that's how you're gonna feel. Because you want that child and then you work and try and, and get them happy. Like you spend a lot of energy trying to make them happy. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's a constant worry, uh, with your other brother, your older brother. Uh, you yeah. go out at night. Am I worried that he's going to be jumping through somebody's window? You know, right. because he's high going through somebody's uh, suite and they don't even know he's there or is he going to be jumping on fire extinguish or fire escapes? I don't know. I don't right. know. Like I, to me, it scares me because at some point, please, you guys have to stop. You have to stop and give me a break. Please just let me uh, just 
Let me be happy and know that you're all happy. That's all I want for you guys is to be happy and healthy. And if I can help that in any way, knowing that we were having this conversation spurred me on to uh, making a counselor's appointment, Jess, at the counselor that you and I saw. And I want to take Bobby and Taylor there. I'm going to take them to see Mary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just because I don't just having this conversation with you just pushed me to do that. I thought something's got to be done. Something's got to be done. They tell me that yeah. they're okay, but they're not. They're not okay. So right. Well, I mean, yeah. from our point of view, like we don't want you to worry. <laughs> oh, I know, but you can't. Uh, but you do. But until but, you're yeah. a parent. Until you're a parent, you, um, you, you do, you worry with whatever happens with the three of you also affects my relationship with my husband because there's things that maybe I hide from him and I don't want to tell him because I think, okay, maybe he's overloaded and then I've got this on my mind and then he tries to get in and find out and I'm like, no, no, you can't break into break into this because this is between me and my children. I try and keep mm-hmm. it between the three of us. But, uh, and then maybe that's where I need therapy to, <laughs> to yeah. help and tell somebody all about it. Well, yeah, just so. going to real glad you made that appointment. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, make me make a twofer, one for you and one for the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Bogo. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I remember, and I think I keep yeah. telling you this before when your brother had cancer and I would go to the therapist there, it was like, I would walk in the door and I would just start crying and it would be everything last month on a Tuesday that I would tell her. And holy, I felt so relieved. And it was just like being able to tell somebody the stuff that's going on in your life without any judgment, without it getting back to my mom or to Taylor or to Bob or to you or to read anybody was right. nice to know that it was just between me and that person was wonderful. I mean, honestly, an hour wasn't enough, but this is like, this is like 25 years ago. I don't know that counselor. I'd like to seek her out because she was awesome, but yeah. I'm sure she's retired, but uh, no, it's uh self. It's so good. So good to do that. But yeah, it, yeah. if you want to know what it's like living with kids that have a, an addiction, it's uh it's the shits. It's not what I wanted. It's not what I wanted. I wanted happy, healthy kids and I wanted them to make a right choice. And sometimes I think, was it something, um, that happened when, uh, your dad and I got divorced? Did that, cause I know Taylor sometimes has issues with that. I mean, yeah. uh, I, it, it's a possibility that maybe that could have happened somewhere down the road. Could it happen that you were being alone? By yourself in Los Angeles? I don't know. I don't know. Me getting married to another man. I don't know what could have been the trigger. Like that's, right. I don't know. It, 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 there's got to be triggers, right? Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, yeah. but, you know, it's also hard, you know, for us to kind of decipher what those triggers are if we don't kind of look inside ourselves. You know, I know. I do that constantly, but, um, as far as the boys go, you know, it's so much easier just to kind of mask it up and just kind of put the, like, you know, put a a rug over it. Absolutely. Have a drink. 
have yeah. a drink. Yeah. Yep. I mean, if anybody should be drinking, it should be me with three, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three kids. No, 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 right, no. Right, I'm right, the right. one who has to, I have to stay sober and steer this ship and take care of the <laughs> ship before it sinks. Right. I don't want well, this ship to sink. I've got too many important people on it. Right. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com A-S-G-G today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash A-S-G-G. It's an interesting analogy. Take care of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, it's, I mean, you do and you do and you don't. I mean, we, we're at this age where, you know, it's kind of like, kind of get your shit together. I mean, I think you're our mom and I think, you know, going to therapy and going to see a counselor and asking these questions is yeah. like super, is super important. That's all you can uh-huh. really do. You you know, you raised us to the best of your ability and now it's our turn to take the wheel. But that's the thing though. Somebody, somebody is addicted to drugs and is addicted to alcohol. They're going to not going to know that it's time. And that's where it's got to be my, okay. You know what I'm thinking? What really, really bothers me is that, um, and it's something that maybe would be a good uh, invention or a home a home uh, pee test because sometimes when I think that one of my kids has been doing something, yeah. I should be able to say, if you're living with me, if you are living with me, if you want to live in this house, you take this pee test and let me know what's going on. Because if you're not doing anything, then you shouldn't have to worry about it. Because I think as a parent and you guys get to be adults, we lose a lot. And I know that's a big controversy because some uh, kid. The some kid had died and his parents couldn't get in there because this kid was an adult and they couldn't make any choices for him. But I think there should be a P test that you can give, or you should have that right to give to somebody like, especially an adult that lives in your house, right? You're living in my house. I should be able to do this. And if you're not doing any drugs, then you shouldn't have to worry about it. I don't know. It's right. But mom, drugs are just, are just kind of, are not really the real issue here. You know, the real no, issue is getting that. down to why. Why are yeah. you doing these drugs? Why are you yeah. why are you escaping? Why are you what are you covering up? What shit aren't you not dealing with? I mean, you yeah, could do that's so true. You could, you know, same with like having a couple beers, you know, like 
Like yeah. Bobby, he has a couple of beers and he's fucking out to lunch. It's the same shit oh, as absolutely. doing drugs. Yeah. Um, but I think, but I, I mean, for you, that would be more of a control issue. So you can kind of yeah. logically monitor it that way, but it's not, it's not the case. Even yeah. if you're not doing you drugs, what? you still don't feel good. Yeah. But you know what I think it is too, Jess, after a while, maybe that's all you have as a parent is trying to have some control because you lost everything else. You can't help that person in any other way. So if you have that little bit of control, that's your lifeline. And I, I know it's sad to say, it's very sad to say that's your little bit of lifeline because I see your brother, I see mm -hmm. him um, using something and then, uh, oh, what was it? It was last night. Um, using something and then using something again, it was almost like he was trying to get that high or just escape something by keeping on using something. He couldn't sleep. So now he wanted a gravel, right? Like, but it's just constantly using something to change what he's feeling at that time. And I know, I right. know Bob's whole deal. Like I know he's lonely and I hate to say that, but he yeah. is like, it's just loneliness. I mean, sure, he's got us here, but it's just not the same. Right. Not the same at all. But, right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like a huge, that's a huge common trait between a lot of people who are, have addiction issues is the loneliness. Like the loneliness runs deep. Yeah. Well, it's a serious I think loneliness, issue. Loneliness is a huge, huge issue. And I don't even think that you have to do drugs for loneliness. And I, as an example, and I've told you, when you left, when you were here, it was mm -hmm. just something. It was wonderful. You would go out and I would be, oh, Jess, hi, honey, how are you? You got home right. and what'd you do tonight? But it just filled a gap. But now right. you're not here. And I just, I, and I told you that it's I, and it's something I can deal with. I'm not being a baby about it, but it's. Just the loneliness I feel without you. It's just like an emptiness. And yeah, you don't have to do any drugs to feel loneliness. There's times when I've got Reed here, I've got Bob here, but there's just something lacking in my life that I feel lonely. And now I'm trying to fill it with the, the meditation and class. So just, right. you know, slowly trying to fill it with different things. But uh, it's a huge thing. It's you can have a hundred people around you, but if they don't fill that gap, you're lonely. So, well, if you don't feel that yeah. connection. Yes. Yes. If you, you know? don't feel that connection. Yeah. 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 It's oh, totally. sad. I feel lonely so, without you, bird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just want well, to throw I'm, that in there. <laughs> I feel lonely without my Rossi, my baby uh, Ross. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, yeah, totally. I'll get over him. <laughs> How come rehab has never been an issue or has it been an option? When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. 
Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. Well, you know what? Rehab is a hard thing. It's a very hard thing, especially for one of them who has a really good job. And it's just not that easy, especially in his job where he has a high position, has high responsibilities. And it's just, yeah, people say, oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead and do it because they have to let you be off. They have to let you do this. They have to accept it. Well, they really don't because they form an opinion and they're judgmental. When you're in that kind of a job that you have so much uh, responsibility, I don't think it's going to work you going to rehab and you coming back to that job and they're still going to be trusting you and giving you the same responsibilities. I really don't think it's going to happen. But And we were told Hmm. that there was a rehab. We were told that there was a rehab where you could go and you could stay overnight. You go, you get a P test, you stay overnight and uh, you do that for three months, but you still go and you work your job and that would be perfect. But now we hear, no, that's not a real thing. But um, uh, and it's yeah. the same for, same for the other one, like losing his job too. It's, uh, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, but it's Mom, a hard call. What's the alternative? No, I just keep living like I this. I realize that. No, I realize that. I realize that. I realize. I mean, so now it's my call to say that they have to go into rehab when they're fighting. No, it's not saying no. We don't. We're adults. We don't have to go into rehab. Right. So how do you get somebody who's an adult into rehab who doesn't think that they need to go to rehab? But I don't know. I, I don't know. A, it's the same as getting a call. senior like, into a senior citizen's home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not even going to open that can of worms, are we? <laughs> oh, as soon that's as you're of age. Of, that's a two bottle of wine story, that one. Holy. Well, no holy wine here, little. but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's a two no. bottle of kombucha, right? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> oh, there's, you know what? There's always something. Like wiping your ass with a hoop, it's endless, Jess. My old <laughs> saying, right? Want you to yes. pass that on? So, <laughs> and no, everything I know, everything has to be dealt with. But I've got, like you say, I've got two boys and a senior on my plate. Oh, oh, yeah. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, just anyway. uh, rest assured. As soon as you're of age, you know exactly where you're heading. Oh, I got I your room well, all you have picked that... out for you. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> I'd like a window view, please, with a nice balcony. Oh, my God. Done. No. Done. If you oh, don't I put know. up a fight, you're in. <laughs> you can have whatever you want. 
<laughs> you know what? Honestly, honestly, Jess, I don't think I would put up a fight, you know, because I want to meet new friends and stuff. So I think it would be a welcome change. I really think it would be a welcome change as long as okay. if I've got my if I don't have my mind, then just do whatever. But right. uh, when I get up there, it's just, it would just be a welcome change. Why wouldn't I want to have friends there and bingo and uh, the hairdressing salon and stuff? I'd be I'd be down for that. Living yeah, your best life. Living my best life. They have. I think you need. To, I think you need to like start your own senior citizens home now. Like that life needs you know to start what? now for you. <laughs> Don't wait for me to commit you. I think you need to just <laughs> while you Go are willingly. somewhat sane. What you are somewhat sane. I know. Uh, oh, you re- use that somewhat loose. <laughs> So you know what? Some days are better than others. I must admit, some days are better. You know, today's a good day. I was swimming with my uh, solid gold team. We had a good swim, yeah. so it was all good. No, see, my, you're already making strides. I, I'm already senioring. Yeah, with my swimming, right? And yeah, my meditation. Great. Oh my god! I just have to get into bingo or crib, and I'd have her wrap, wrapped right up. Right? Oh yeah. Crib and I'd be in there. Yeah. It's all like, no, it's, it's that, but that's what it is. It's like forming these connections through doing stuff that you like and fi- and meeting people yeah. through things that you like and having those connections. Yeah. You know, you know what? I can, totally agree. If people can go to a bar and get totally fucked up and make connections yeah. out of that <laughs> or make friends off, <laughs> off of like that, imagine the yeah. friendships and connections you can make from actually doing something where you're conscious and something that you like and being, you know, that's how you create your best life. I think. Oh, I totally agree. Traveling. If you still can, like I'm down with booking like a a tour, like going and going on a tour with a whole (laughs) bunch of people. I am down with that. Really? Oh my God. I thought you were going to say like all the work. I thought you were (laughs) like saying like your own private tour, like Sherry's, Sherry's uh, Revelation <laughs> Tour. Sherry's, Sherry's Shangri-La. Yeah. <laughs> no, I go. could do that. I could do uh-huh. that. I, you know what? I could honestly see myself working with seniors. I really, really enjoy being with elderly people. I really do. I think there's a need for that. I really do. They need help doing things, and I can really see my next job or my next life helping them. Until I'm in there. Okay. And then I might just integrate myself in there. Do you got an extra room? Because I'll just stay instead of leaving. Yeah. Right? <laughs> no. I really, I really would like to work with seniors. I don't know why. And it's funny. When I went to, had my tarot cards read by Erin. Mm-hmm. She yeah. said that I would be doing something like that. She said that I would be working with seniors in some way. But then she also said that by the age of 29... Bob would have said no more drugs. So honestly, I don't know if okay. I could wait till 29. Uh, well, he's <laughs> almost 28. He's almost right. 28. So a year and a bit. So yeah, it's okay. going to be a long year and a bit. So I don't know. Anyway, we're again, we're veering okay. off. We're, we're hit the seniors. Okay. We've well, totally left the drugs and we've hit seniors <laughs> now. Maybe this was a roundabout conversation with you. <laughs> This is a coaching session. Uh, it's a coaching session. <laughs> I'll be billing you. <laughs> How to get more out of your senior life. 
right? <laughs> How to yeah. be a better senior. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Speaking of like jobs and careers and stuff like that, what is your, yeah. um, what do you think of like what I'm doing now? Oh, like, what do you think of my job I, now? What do I think of your job now? I yeah. think you're doing a great thing. Just, I can't even put it into words. I can't even put it into words how you touch people. And I really noticed that when you were here, like yeah. just your kindness, um, like you're giving, you're giving is what it is. Like you're mm-hmm. giving of your time and stuff. Like I, it's funny. I just really noticed this that I had never noticed and not that it wasn't there before, but just this time you were here. And I think maybe yeah. because you were working with Noah, but I don't know what it was. Just your always willingness to give your time just freely, like, and, and your advice. And I don't know what it is. Like I say, you caught me off guard, but I just can't put it into words. But it was just something totally different. And I think that what you're doing now, I think it's a great yeah. thing because of your upbeat, the upbeat way that you put it in, you're not depressing. You don't, um, you don't go into it with a depressing attitude. You have a very light, um, but concern, like not yeah. saying that you're blowing things off. You have a very concerned, but everything doesn't have to be doom and gloom attitude. We can right. tackle this, but in a civilized, good, positive way. We don't have to take you down, you know, down to the very bottom to bring you up. We can just work at it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Your, your attitude is just so proud of you, Jess. That's all I can say is just so, so incredibly proud of you. You've grown into this beautiful, incredibly beautiful woman, giving, loving woman <laughs> is all I can say. I'm sorry. I'm wow. sorry. I got the, uh, just honestly, I've had a lot of time to think about it since you've been gone. And yeah. I think because, because I miss you and it's put my missing you in a totally different way that I think about you, what you're all about. And uh, just wow. hearing your podcast and I love the Friday ones. I love <laughs> that. I, I hate and I love him. He's awesome. The two of you yeah. just seem to click and I just, I love your podcast. I think they're great. Like it's, it's positive. It's not depressing. Yeah. Wow. I think you're doing a really good. No, I think you're doing a really good job, honey. I really, really do. I really do. Thanks. I did not expect that at all. That was cool. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to hit you with that, but it's just (laughs) like I said, I've, I've just had time to sit and think about you and just, uh, yeah, what a, what a good girl you've grown up to be, right? You left me mm. so soon. So we missed a lot of that time where I really got to know you. And yeah. Slowly I get to know you. When I come down there, we slowly get to know each other on our little hikes and stuff and our, our, uh, pokey nights. So yeah. pokey bowl nights. So totally. yeah, Noah, if you're ever thinking, do I miss you? Oh, hell yeah. Hell to the yeah, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. I wish I Aww. wish I had my girl here on a rainy day just to hang out with and talk to. Aww. I really do. Thanks, Mom. But anyway, so cute. Yeah, honey. No, honey, I mean it. From the bottom, bottom of my heart. I love you. Love you, man. So nice. Yeah. Um 
Okay, one more question. So anyone listening to this podcast, maybe they're a parent like yourself, um, has a kid or a family member who has an addiction issue. Um, Is there any advice that you could give to that parent? Oh, absolutely. Don't do what I've done. Don't do what I've done. Don't, (laughs) Don't find stuff in their drawer. And just blow it off and go, oh, maybe that was just a one-aught. Go head on, head on, grab it, take it out of the drawer and say, what is this? Is there, but not, don't be like me. I always went aggressively. I don't know. And maybe I need to learn how to approach somebody better. Because Mm -hmm. if, if my son would come up and I thought that he was doing something, oh, so you're different. What were you doing? It was always, what were you doing? Right. And then, of course, it, it it gets the defensive in him. Nothing. Oh, well, you know what? You look different. You're not the same. You know what? A mother knows what her child is like. I know you like the back of my hand. So, yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. It totally got him on the defense now. Like, don't do that. Don't do it. Like, bring it up. Let them know that you know. And that this isn't acceptable or you, it, we need to talk about it. Like just bring it up there. Don't hide it. Like I did. Don't hide it. And like, I still do like there's stuff down there that I, I need to bring up. And now maybe having this podcast, maybe I will go down and go, what is this? Like why right. I really need to know what this is and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of breaking their hearts like that. You've caught them. And I don't know. That doesn't even make sense to me. But that's the way I feel. Like, yeah. don't be afraid of bringing it up. But and maybe that's because yeah. I've got a kid that's blind, and I just I'm always pussyfooting around him when he's stronger right. than strong, right? Oh just yeah, bring it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Bring <laughs> it up. Don't be. Uh, don't put your head in the sand like I did. Really, really, just don't. But, uh, and in saying that, like always, uh, obviously always tell them that you love them more than anything and they mean the world to you. And without them, your life would be nothing, whatever, but, uh, you know, don't go over well, no pressure. Again, like I do. <laughs> yeah. No pressure. No pressure. Your mommy loves you. My little spooky <laughs> from the Goldbergs. Oh, my oh God. don't be the Goldbergs mom. Like I am, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, just confront them. Just confront them. Be open. If need be, do like, we're going to go to counseling because this is what I need as a mom because this is what you're doing to me. You're messing with me. So I need help and I need you to come with me and help me figure this out. So, you know, it's not about you, but it's about me. So if you can come to this counseling situation and we can talk about it and what I can do as a mom, if you're going to do drugs and how I can deal with it, and then maybe with that, you can work into why they're doing drugs. Cause you got them now. You got them there. So, yeah. right. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, and thanks, sh- mom. You're thanks very welcome, so, sweetie. So honest. Well, honesty awesome. is the best policy, right? Right. Yeah. That's what you let me know. That's what yep. you let me know. Speak <laughs> your mind. And I do learn from you, Jessica. And as many times as you say, I give you information and you don't listen. There's a lot of things that I do listen to and maybe, you know, maybe they need to show a little bit more, but I do listen to you. You've got great information. You're a good teacher, honey. Really good teacher. 
Okay, first off, this was not a paid advertisement of how great of a daughter I am. <laughs> if this was not what I planned. I have to say that interviewing my mom for the podcast has been amazing. Having conversations with my mom and not being so emotionally charged really helped me listen and understand where she was coming from. Instead of having my opinions and forcing my thoughts and my feelings upon her, I was able to really listen. I strongly suggest using this technique with your family, your partners, any relationship in your life where you feel like you need a little bit of an emotional distance. You know, sometimes we get so involved and so emotionally charged that we're really not listening. We're really not putting ourselves in the position of the other person. So by taking that step back, if you will, it's really beneficial and allows you to make progress in your relationships. As always, thank you so much for listening. Couldn't do this without your love and support. Please make sure to comment, rate, subscribe, and let me know how you like the podcast. I love hearing feedback from you guys. And don't forget to check us out on social media. You can check out the blog at asobergirlsguide.com, on Instagram and Facebook at asobergirlsguide. Have a great day!